What's up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome to the Songs and Prayers podcast. Here we are. It's, it's Joel. It's me, RJ. Mr. RJ As himself. usual. Yes. Per huge. Bro, roll the tunes. Here we are, hanging out today. Yeah. We thought there's been a lot of new people on the team, and you know, every week we don't get to share kind of like our values, yeah, or the things that we believe in, or the things that drive our ministry. And I've been here for a year now. RJ, you've been here for it'll be four years on the twentieth of this month, dude. You are so, so old. Four years, depending on when you listen to this podcast. It'll be my four-year anniversary. Oh, how cute. But you've been around Crossroads for how long? I moved out to Grand Rapids in 2010 after high school. And the first Sunday I was at Cornerstone, uh, a fellow named Josh Crooks, who some of you might know. Uh, Little name drop there. Yeah. Shout out Josh Crooks. Um he brought me to this church called Crossroads because he found out I played electric guitar. And I was like, hey, my church is looking for needs an electric guitar player. So I was like, sweet. Nowhere so else you. to go. So came to Crossroads for a Sunday and it pretty much been around ever since. Well, it's good to have Some you, buddy. Short breaks here and there for summer and such. Good. But yeah. So you Yeah. You're a decade in. It's crazy to think about it that way, but yeah. Yeah. About, you know? about that. You went past the seven-year itch, so good job. Still here. Still yeah. here. Yeah. So, all that to say, we thought we'd share a lot of the vision going on. Yeah. And put ourselves on the... The hot seat. Yeah, it's just the two of us. Yeah, just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it <laughs> if we try. Yeah. We should start a band. All right. Should. Well, we're Should, but short. Yes. <laughs> so cover band. Yes. So RJ, as the eldest member of the, Wait, I'm an elder. What do we call ourselves? Worship team, worship production department, worship and production, creative arts. Ooh. I don't know. That's we're, always a good one for a church when they have no other name for what they call themselves. Yeah, creative arts, creative arts, or like music and arts. <laughs> that I see that a lot. So we're yeah. still trying to figure out our name here, but. RJ, can you share a little bit of the history behind Crossroads? Yeah, so just an overview. Um, yeah, like you were saying, a lot of newer people here kind of hear a lot of the lingo and some of the hearkening back to older times and might not know about that we used to be in two campuses and we used to meet in a literal gym at Walker Charter called the Wildcats, right? Yeah, their their mascot was the Wildcats. And there was literally, so we, we met in this gym and it was like a halfway basketball court or it was a basketball court, but we were like set up on like the side of it horizontally. Yeah. And we'd set up the stage. So we had this modular stage, which fast forward is the same exact stage that we're using today. Is it really? It is. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think so. And- it's old. Um, we, 
on the back of that stage was a giant mural of a wildcat breaking through the bricks. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so during church, the entire service, you're looking at the band worshiping, and there's this wildcat breaking through. It's like the Holy Spirit breaking yep. through into your life. About to get in you. In the form of a wildcat. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> so we had that at Walker awesome. Charter Elementary School or something. School. School, whatever you call those. Uh, and then we also met at North Point um, across the street from Cornerstone. Which, which was fun fact, I attended one time yeah. during Cornerstone, or when I went to Cornerstone, my first Sunday. So it's funny, your first Sunday was Crossroads. Yeah. Because my first Sunday was going to a Crossroads <laughs> service yeah. at North Point. Yep. The easy one for Cornerstoners because they could just walk so, across the yep. street. That's exactly what I did. And uh, yeah, that was in a, a school cafeteria, a literal uh, cement block, like square with tile sides and it was the worst loudest thing you can imagine for a church yeah uh with real drums and all that so yeah Yeah, i actually didn't go back to crossroads because i thought it sounded so bad yeah i was on a different path (laughs) but hey that was yeah so a lot of long time ago a lot of stories a lot of a lot of stuff happened at those two campuses and then um the PA that we currently use now was kind of split up between those two campuses um, for a while and everything kind of like mega zorted into this building. <laughs> is that a word? I don't know. It is now. Is that like <laughs> I think it's from Power Rangers, yes. right? <laughs> when they all got together. Yeah. All, like all five of them. Exactly. Who's your favorite Power Ranger? Uh, the white and, or the white and gold one, right? Well, he was green. Tommy? I don't know. Cause he was green anymore. first, bro. And then, he either died and came back to life as the white one. The white and gold is or a sick color combo. It is cool. So how'd you get like working at Crossroads? Because you started playing guitar. Yep. And you're hanging out. But then you're also doing audio, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I went to school for audio production. I met a guy over at Crossroads who used to be kind of kind of in my position, but just kind of freelance a little bit named Pete Fox. Shout out Pete Fox. Definitely not listening, but... We should do a name drop <laughs> jingle. Uh, name drop. <laughs> um, yeah, so I met a guy named Pete Fox, and he was mixing over at both campuses, and also owned a recording studio, which used to be across the street from Crossroads Building right now in that stone house, which is where I kind of learned how to do audio. That's the white building. The white building, which used to be a recording studio. Now it's a counseling center, right? Yep. I think. Yeah. It is something like that. No longer associated with corner, corner, or Crossroads. Cornerstone, Crossroads. <laughs> uh, close. Yeah, so I started doing, uh, so I've been playing guitar for a long time um, and came out to Cornerstone to do audio, to do recording, actually. And then um, kind of started, fell into the live sound thing, which I never wanted to do, but um, started doing live sound at Crossroads every now and then. Fast forward a little bit, became one of two people that were doing live sound for Crossroads for a long time, um, just kind of doing it um, freelance a little bit. And then I left Crossroads, got hired at a different church to do production. And we all know what happens when a, when a loved one goes away. <laughs> the heart grows fonder. Yep. 
while they're while they're gone. Yeah, and then I I was around doing freelance stuff for Crossroads for during that time while I was working at a different church. And one of those times, I was here for a, a women's event, which I always ended up doing. Uh, Let's be real though, <laughs> women's events are the best because often there's food. And they have little uh, trinkets to take home, which I always snagged, like little succulents. Oh, uh, did you bring them home to Jordan? Yeah, oh, I'd get so little cute, like buddy. little succulents and all these little little trinket gifties, which was fun. But so anyway, I'm working one of these events, and the old worship admin was like, "Hey, we're looking for a tech position that's part time, and we we're going to ask you, but we didn't think you'd want to." And I was like, "You should probably ask me." You're like, heck yeah, I might want to. (laughs) You're like, I love this place. Yeah. So I ended up jumping ship from the old church that I was at and came here part time in four years ago. Yeah. I used to work at Frontline Community Church. No one's listening from there. No one's listening. (laughs) Zero chance they know my name anymore. Um, Yeah. So I used to work at Frontline over on Plainfield um, as their uh, tech director. yeah, so we'll kind of talk a little bit more about kind of production, and you could probably fill in the blanks from there. But yeah, um, yeah. So I started doing uh, part time here at Crossroads, um, and then over time, just kind of made that more into I was doing another position for facilities to kind of make things full time for me. And then it was definitely a coming to Crossroads was definitely like a little bit of a leap of faith financially for me because I was leaving. I was going to get paid less to come here and it just overall like worldly stuff it was like not a good time to switch like we were I literally took the job as we were about to have our first kid and which is a big deal <laughs> like Kids starting a expensive. new job and we were also like uh, I think it was about the time we were trying to get our first house. So it was like, it's just not the right time to do this yeah. and getting paid less, um, for a part-time role. It was just not, I was working two jobs. Uh, so it was just not good, but I was like, yeah. I have to do it for my mental state. And it was, it was the right thing. It ended up being the great thing. Yeah. And I, I already had history with, uh, I keep wanting to call it Cornerstone. Crossroads. <laughs> Crossroads. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a good a good switch over for me. That's um, awesome, buddy. But yeah, so I'm here now. Loving it. Glad Still you're here. here. Four years later. It's been awesome to work with you, dude. I mean, sounds like I'm quitting right now, but I'm not. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, we're breaking the news to everyone today that RJ is not, I am not quitting. quitting. Not. But yeah, so that's how I'm here. But that's awesome. So as we talk about history, it actually really drives our values. So a lot of the things that we do now actually come from uh, a lot of things that we were doing back in the day. And so for me, I'm new. I've been here for a year. But it's been fun discovering things about Crossroads and just the richness of the history and just, like, what our values are. So, like, one thing that we could talk about today is, like, why we're in the round. Yeah. So our stage, unlike most churches, you look at a stage and it's, like, what we will call, like, the end zone. Yeah. Where it's, like, on one side, and then everyone's looking at it, and yeah. you got things on the stage, and that's, like, the important stuff happening, and then people, like, observing it. But yeah. for us, we look at, it like, our community, and our community is the most, like, our uh, most important thing. Yeah. And so that's why our, our stage is in the round. So then as you're worshiping, as you're hearing a sermon, as you're partaking in the things that we're doing, on a Sunday morning, you actually see 
the community. You see your friends across. You see people that you may not know, but you can get to know. Or, you know, you see the church. You see the body of Christ together rather than just like a band or yeah. a preacher. Yeah. You get to see everyone because we believe that, like, the church is the most important thing and the church is the people. It's not yeah. what we do on a Sunday. It's not, you know, the events that we host. It's not... um like anything when it comes to like the structure of the church or the building, it's the church is the people. Yeah. And Emily kind of brought that up last week um, in her podcast. Shout out, Emily. Um, Good job, Emily. <laughs> we, uh, about just kind of the lighting situation at Crossroads. And we do get off, asked often enough about lighting. And it's kind of become a hot topic, kind of become just like a, more and more I'm hearing like, why are the lights on? Yeah. And I can see everybody. Especially for people that like either watch online. Yeah. Because, you know, live stream, you're going to notice if you watch our church compared to yeah. like another church where it's a lot darker and there's like lights on the stage. Or if you're coming from a different church. Like for me, I've heard a lot of people like, oh, I used to go to Ada or used to go to Res Life or Frontline. Mm. Now I come here. Yeah. Like why... Do you have the lights on? Looks pretty drastically different from a lot of places, and yeah. that was a. I mean, it's a big. It's a big deal. I mean, it's it's a reason why I left Frontline. Um, yeah, just be. I mean, a lot of that. What you were saying, just like our value. Like when you walk into this room, our values are pretty apparent, or should be pretty apparent when you just by how our room looks yeah. um, and how our services or gatherings look. So your medium speaks your yeah, value. There it is. I said that <laughs> last episode and I mean it. Yeah. So, I mean, when you, I mean, yeah, people often are like, well, can you just not afford stage lights or do you just not know how to do it or set it up? And like, we get like, I get it all the time and people are like, I would love to help you out. Like tech people from like, outside in Grand Rapids would be like, you know, we can help you out with this, right? And I'm like, yes, I know. Yes, we do this on purpose. <laughs> I know we could pay someone to do it. I also have done this when I was at Frontline for yeah. four years, two, three years. And so like that that whole thing, I think is another reason why I wanted to kind of talk about this a little more long form is just like saying like, hey, this is our value is to, we want this room to feel like, Hey, we're all in this together. We're all, I can see you. It's not just a focus on the stage and whoever's leading worship that week or Dan or Rod, uh, speaking it's, we're all together. Yeah. Um, cause the relationships yeah. are the highest value. Yeah. And it's like, if you're hanging out with your family, it's like, we're not going to go turn off all the lights. Like yeah. right now we're in a room, we're hanging out. Yep. And we got the lights on. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go in a room and be like, oh, well, it's time to, you know, grab a meal together and let's turn off all the lights. Turn and the spotlights on each other. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. whoever gets to talk gets the spotlight. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, if your relationship is your highest value, then you're going to care more about that person yeah. or more about the activity that you're doing rather than like, what's the mood or the vibe or like, you know, how dark can you get it in the room? Yeah. Because I think we think like uh this is another reason why we keep the lights on is because our time of worship is communal yeah it's our opportunity to pray and sing and worship together and hear scriptures together rather than your individual time and yeah. i think a lot of churches unfortunately get caught in the rat race of consumerism yeah it's easy to fall into 
Yeah, I mean, that's a, a lot of modern churches. You go on YouTube, you do it all. It's easy to watch like churches and go, oh, I wish I was like that. It feels so cool or yeah. I get this experience or I get the, like I, I get to consume this. And maybe you don't think of it that strongly. But for me, it's like I think we can easily look at um, just our own. What do we get out of it? Yeah. And it's not about us on a Sunday morning. It's how can we encourage other people? It's how can we pray for each other? How can we lift each other up? Yeah. You know, and be there for each other. And that to me is why we gather rather than, yeah. oh, let's sing some songs in a dark room and hear a dynamic speaker. Yeah. We can do that 24 7. Thank you, Internet. <laughs> we can go out and do that whenever we want. Yeah. But I can't sit in a room with nine other, 900 other people at one time and get to sing. Yeah. Like that's why we're there. Yeah. And that's why we're not going to turn the lights off because we want to see each other yeah and i think practically i mean for like thinking of this for like you as volunteers listening to this like knowing all this kind of stuff is like a lot of it's like background history for like church stuff like on our end but like practically like bringing that to like as you're like leading on a sunday morning like knowing that kind of stuff like hey this isn't a production on purpose like we are all together like going after one thing and that's leading our people into the presence of God through song at that time. So as you guys kind of like think about like, Oh, like gear for electric guitar players or drummers and all that, like it's all cool and it's all great stuff and it's fun. But that also like a lot of the stuff we're thinking about is lights and sound and video and cameras. But like this also translates over to like the volunteer level, like, thinking about all like what your craft is like there's a certain level of like owning your craft and being excellent at it and i get that but like as you're bringing that to sunday morning like it's the sunday morning thing is not about your craft at that time yeah it's just a tool exactly that's like any even the songs that we sing or the gear that we may use they're just tools to furthering the gospel yeah but when the gospel becomes the tool yeah that's when we have it like we have it mixed up. Yeah. We flip it on its head. Yeah. And I think it's easy for us. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit. Yeah. It's easy to like gear out and like nerd over like guitars and all this stuff. Gateway. Yeah. I mean, when I was at Frontline too, it was like that. It was like, all right, well let's do a stage design, which a lot of churches do for a sermon series. And it's like, all right, cool. We got this, this cool stage design. Well, we need a way for people to see it. So let's get a light for it. All right. Well, we don't have that light. Let's go get an LED light for, for the stage design, so we can amplify this thing. Like, oh, well, the light looks cool, but it might look cooler if there was haze on stage. You can see the light more. So let's go get a haze machine. Yeah. Like, oh wait, everything looks cooler with haze. We should do haze more. Oh wait, this one light looked cool. Let's get more lights. So it's just like this like it's domino like, yeah. thing, and you just talk yourself into getting these things for the sake of the worship experience and saying you're making things better for the congregation, but really it's just a gear rat race. Yeah. And making yourself look like an elevation or a Bethel church and all power to them. They have the budget to do that, but a lot of churches don't. And so a lot of these churches in Grand Rapids, even the bigger ones are not even in the same ballpark as these mega churches that are in, 
like a Bethel and Elevation, but budget-wise. So yeah. they're trying to make their stages and their live streams look like a million dollars, literally, on a it's hundred thousand dollar budget. <laughs> yeah, like it's seriously, like, like you look at those videos and you're like, yeah. they look great because they literally are spending and that easily like a million their, over a million dollars on their rigs. And that's their vision of the church. Yeah, that's like why that's like one of the reasons why they exist. Yeah, but for us, like we're just focusing on just really and i keep saying it so i'm a broken record but it's the relationships yeah it's being simple it's being restful and it's being real yeah and that comes and we're, to yeah being, we're focused on each other too in this yeah. space and like not to say like those bethel and elevation aren't doing great things for the kingdom because their vision is just different than ours yeah. they're like think of how many people they're reaching on youtube and all that stuff exactly. through their live streams like they look awesome but that's their that's their, their thing is yeah. to reach nations through their service and through yeah. their campus and and we're here working. for the local church yeah for those who are attending our services yeah, those who want to be a part of our community yeah it's just a different thing yeah and i think too it's like if you look at church history as a whole like i think that's why we lean more into that because churches is churches have always been that way it hasn't been till like the 1950s with conferences and all these yeah. big evangelicals that that's why like churches have become like these big stadiums or like yeah. four like Willow Creek has like four st- stories of <laughs> yeah. balconies or whatever. But yeah. for us, it's just like we value what the early church seemed like they value, and that's just being together. Yeah, and it's just a living life, and that's why we don't have all the crazy stuff because we just want to focus on each other yeah. while we're worshiping. Yeah. You know, and, um, yeah. So, all right, RJ. What do you think? What's Can your, I... oh, I'll do a shameless plug. Yeah. Talk about ancient future. Yeah. So speaking of that too, I just want to kind of do a little bit of a, da, da, da. That's all my melodies. Every time I sing, do you realize how just keep going? It's up, down, up. I just want to share uh, some something that's always like impacted my view of worship and just what it means to worship corporately together. Uh, is this book called Ancient Future Worship by Robert Weber. And so if I'm going to do a little bit of a shameless plug, if you want to read more about like what I think or what we think together on when it comes to worship and why we do what we do. Uh, it's just a good tool. Uh, it's not a perfect tool, but it's a good tool to just give us some language. So I think one of these days we'll do a book review on it, maybe get a little jingle (laughs) in there too. But, uh, yeah. So if you want to check it out, maybe we can throw it in the show notes. Oh, maybe. The whole book will copy and paste it. (laughs) Copy and paste in the show notes. So feel free to check it out. segment rj yeah it's time for the tech my favorite time of so let's talk about sound yes if you're still listening to this podcast it's pretty long <laughs> we're sorry this is not our typical podcast hilariousness but 
I th- we think it's important for you guys to know. Yeah. A lot of times we during rehearsals and stuff, we get to share like a two minute version of this kind of stuff. And um, but this is like the foundation yeah. of why we exist. It's so pretty important. That's why stuff. we want to talk about it. Yeah, and even for like sound guys that or tech people in general, uh, it's often like this gets yelled across the tech booth while rehearsals going. So, um, yeah, just like kind of the importance of like, so we talked a lot about like what we don't do for production and tech at Crossroads. But one thing that we always have taken seriously is sound. Um, and just the quality of it, I think has been, has always been an important thing at Crossroads or not necessarily that we've always achieved it, but has always been kind of at it's the forefront. A, yeah, it's been a value. Yeah, we've always been trying, trying hard to get to a certain point sound-wise. Yeah. Um, not for concert-like experiences, but we just valued that from well, the beginning. Well, and sound brings energy. So, does, like, yeah. when a mix is full or, like, when we have... Same thing with, like, uh, composing our music yeah. or, like, our arrangements. Like, we're going for a certain vibe to be inviting... Yeah. to like welcome people in or like get the room like to feel energetic and yeah. so you know when you're pushing the drums real hot it's like because drums are the rhythmic that's what gets people moving gets yeah. people dancing it's important yeah it's i mean it's as i tell this as much as i can to people that do sound here at crossroads like the audio position or front of house or sound guy whatever you want to call it is just as much of a band member. You're the 11th man. You are. Usually we have 10 people on our band. You're the 11th. I mean, yeah. And when people come up and say like, Hey, I would like to like to learn or try and try and do this. Like it's, it's more of a thing than I think a lot of people might realize. And, or at least how I, how I view it. Cause some here. people think you're just pushing a button here or there yeah. or turning things up or down. I can train you like, real quick. Let me train you on the soundboard yeah. real quick and but you'll be like, good. Do you know compression? Yeah. Do you know EQ? Do you know noise gates? Yeah. Do you know how to like mix buses? Yeah. And like that. Game. So there's like the, the, the knowledge we side of it. Get real deep into this. <laughs> like, I mean, people go to school for years and are do this, study this kind of stuff you for did four. decades. Four years of <laughs> it. You're still learning. To be decent. And so there's that side of it, and there's also just, like, the the musical side and, like, crafting, like, a set. And, like, the band is giving you something, and it's kind of your job to make what the band is doing translate through the speakers into people's ears. So I think that's kind of my biggest heart and why I do sound. And I like training people that have a a passion for it as well. Um, Because there's the technical side and learning compression and gates and EQ and all that, and just how to like make that translate into a a good experience for everybody in the room. So, so just a good thing of working together. Yes, it's awesome. Well, guys, it's been fun. This has been real. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Feel free to always text or email us if you have questions. Yeah, I know we talk a lot too. So, but yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. See ya.